0: Awesome. Well, honestly, thanks everybody for coming. Um, it's so fun to be able to host here at Podium. Podium's a really, really unique place to work. I honestly have loved um, the majority of my jobs. I really love tech, I love product, but Podium has definitely been um a very unique experience we have a really different type of culture um we ask for forgiveness not permission and that works really well with my type of personality so maybe that's the biggest part of it um we're pretty rogue um we're always trying to learn we're talking to customers and basically every day all day which is awesome and it's been a really fun environment um i remember my it was my first or second day um i was meeting my team and i was over like kind of with my sprint team and eric the ceo comes over and like pulls up a chair next to me and he's like hey here's what i'm kind of thinking and i was like Is he talking to me? And I was like really taken back, right? Because he's like the CEO of the company and I was like, hey man, and he was like, hey, I'm really excited to have you on board. Here's some of my thoughts around team chat, but do them if you want. Like you need to validate those with research, but it's just kind of something I was thinking about. Okay, and he like runs off and I was like, what the hell, like who is this guy? Um, But it was awesome because nothing comes top down at Podium. Um, And that's been really, really refreshing. Things do not come from Eric or Josh. Um, or JT or Than or anybody on our executive team, they'll give thoughts, they'll give insights, but everything's validated with research. And that kind of helped as I was kind of thinking about a topic. um, That's kind of why I wanted to speak about betas because we're huge about research um, at Podium. So um, one of the things we do at Podium is when you get up to speak, you say something you didn't know about me. Um, So let's see, something you wouldn't know about me, uh, let's see. I love the Utes maybe more than I love people of my family. Like, I don't know. Like, the Utah Utes, I think, are kick ass. Um, it's not super great being down in this area. There's not a ton of Ute fans, but I've been to every single home um, Pac 12 game. Well, any, honestly, conference game. We weren't in the Pac 12 very long, but I've been to every opening game since I was five. Um, I always get decked out. I go with my dad. My dad is that horrible Utah fan that like people think is super obnoxious. That's my dad Um, and I'm proud to be one. So, go Utes. All right. So, we're going to talk about beta. Um, Product betas are really, really fun and there's a lot here. There's so many things I may not be able to get to, um, but it's a really cool topic and I think it's something that's really applicable mainly because Utah's growing so fast. Um, That's one of my favorite things about Utah right now. For years, I was like, man, I got to get out of this state. I am way too liberal. This is not going to work for me. And I'm really glad I chose to stay because Utah's rad. Um, Not only do we have some of the best recreation ever, um, but people are geniuses and now tech is taking off in a really cool way. There's a lot of startups that have brilliant ideas. People are so creative and so smart. Um, And Having a beta no matter what phase you're at in your company or with your product is so helpful. So here's kind of what we're gonna go over today. Um, One, we're gonna kind of talk about the purpose um, of a product beta, like why you should do it. Then we're gonna talk about where you kind of start. It's like, how do I get going? There's a lot here. Then we're gonna talk about kind of during the beta what you should be doing and then wrapping a beta up. Um, And then we'll leave some time for Q&A. So the purpose, the biggest purpose of a beta is to learn everything you can. That's the whole point. Um, This is one of my coworkers. I had a bunch of people kind of look at my deck and she brought up a really good point. She's like, you know, a lot of times early in your career, you think you know everything. And then maybe that's just life too. You know, you're like, oh, we're going to, we know exactly what customers are going to do with our product. We know, like we built it, it's awesome. We know what we're doing. You don't, (laughs) like none of us do, right? And the best thing you can do when thinking about doing a beta is put that aside. Set your pride aside and focus on the user and what the user can teach you. This is about them teaching you. It's not about you trying to prove something to the user. It's about you learning of the things that you didn't know your product could do or what it should do or how customers would use it. You would be shocked if you really sit there and just watch and listen what people would do with your product that you never would have thought. Next, poke holes, find problems. The nice thing about a beta is you can have so many people looking at your product. That's a huge benefit. You're basically building an army of QA. It's like, hey, here's a product. Tell us all the things that are wrong with it. That's really hard sometimes because you can get emotionally tied to your product, but it's actually a really good idea because then you're not going to ship something or launch something that's really shitty. Like. Have all these people use it, poke holes in it, tell us us the bugs, tell us what you like about it, tell us what you hate about it, tell us what you feel like doesn't work. Um, You have a great pool of people that can see things that you would not see. You could look at a product all day, walk through click paths, look through like all the experiences and you would miss stuff. You now have a great pool that can help you so that you don't miss really key things that could be then smoothed and polished for when you do launch. Discover new features. Um, This is kind of a fun one. And it's something that you don't really like kind of think about when doing a beta. It's more like, okay, we need to get this out there to see if we can like validate if this is good so we could sell it. When really a huge part of the beta is discovering, oh my gosh, this isn't even something we considered. Let's add this to like a list that then could be part of our roadmap. This can help so much identifying to what your roadmap should be after the beta. Like most likely with a beta, you're in there and you have this like really drilled down version of a product. And it's like you have another list of features that you know you need to build, but you're not going to get to yet. So let the beta tell you what those features should be. Your customers can tell you, you're like, oh my gosh, they're trying to do this in the product. Maybe we should move this feature up on the priority list. This can help you identify what you need to be doing in the product next. This one's really interesting too. Don't forget of how you can affect other products. Um, when I was at Instructure, I was at Instructure right before this and Instructure built their LMS um, a while ago. It was great, awesome like learning management tool. And then I got brought on with the team to build Perform, which was a performance management tool And basically, it was like a one-on-one agenda, goals, you'd send out assessments about employees and helping them overall just like with their performance at work. And one of the things that I think we kind of missed on that's like a good learning was that we didn't look at learn and look at the first product and say, hey, we have all these people using this product. How would PERFORM affect that product? How could they work together are there adjacencies are there experiences that could overlap between these two products there's a lot of benefit in knowing okay we're going to have a suite of products (laughs) we're going to have five or six or we already have two how does this product affect those Um, here at Podium Um, I got brought on to build what's called Team Chat, and it's an internal communication tool within our platform. And it has affected just about every product um, in the platform, which has been really, really unique. It's definitely been the most unique product that I've worked on, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. But it's been a huge learning um, when we did our beta for Team Chat. We're like, wow, Team Chat is affecting Messenger, it's affecting reporting, it's affecting feedback, it is affecting every single thing in our platform of products and that's really awesome. How can we tie them together more? How can we make an experience that's positive across all the products and lift other products up? You kind of have this idea, it's like, okay, we know like the purpose of it. We know we kind of want to learn. How do we get going? (laughs) It can be really overwhelming. Where do you even start? I honestly wanted to spend, you could spend an entire presentation on this slide. Um, Defining your scope is very, very hard, but crucial to a development of a product. It's really hard and scary to put a product out there when you feel like it's not ready. You're like, oh, this is like really clunky. It's not super polished. This is kind of rough, but we got to get it out there because we want to learn. That's really hard to do, but it's honestly one of the best things you can do and you don't want to let that fear push you back from getting a product out the door because pretty soon you'll look back and you'll be like, shit, we just built a waterfall product and that's not what we want to do. Um, There's a reason that other types of development have come about because you can learn faster and fail faster and then continue to iterate on a product instead of building for nine months or a year, releasing it and being like, oh, we actually have to change a ton of this because it doesn't really identify with customers the way we thought it would. So don't let fear stop you from getting out. If you think you've cut it back, you're like, hey, this is our MVP, we think we've cut it back as much as we can, look at it again. There's always more that you can cut. And I know that kind of sounds crazy, but like even cutting basic features, it's actually more valuable to get it into the hands of customers and watch them use it because you can be shipping features while they're using it. Your dev team is still working. They're still building features. You're still scoping things out for them and they could be shipping while people are actually using it. Don't lose time because you have a long list of features that you could build out. This is like so, so important. Just get going. Um, You're gonna have a list of features that you know are must-haves. When we shipped Team Chat, we shipped it, and one of the biggest things is like creating groups and creating direct messages. We don't even have the ability for our customers to actually like delete those groups. So they create these groups and they can't even delete them. We're like, that's all right. And it's fine. We put it out there and customers are like, oh my gosh, this is awesome, we love this. They start creating groups, they're chatting and, they're, and we just see that people use the product differently. They like named the group do not use anymore until we have that feature. And so we're like, oh, cool. Like, let's talk to them about that. And they're like, oh, well, you know, this group we would probably keep forever, this one we wouldn't, we're like, Why wouldn't you? And so it led to discovery of how we should actually do things with groups. Like, don't hesitate getting out the door because you think you know more than what the customer actually wants. Set a focus. Um, This is another part of kind of getting started. Set goals, know what you're trying to accomplish. Um, Throwing a product out there and being like, cool, let's see what they do with it. You're still gonna learn a lot, but this will be really, really impactful. Sit down with your team, sit down and be like, okay, what do we really wanna learn? What are the main points that we're trying to get across here? What are we trying to accomplish? Um, set up a schedule for getting feedback, you know, throughout the beta of like, okay, we wanna talk to the customers this many times during the beta. We wanna send out these surveys. Get all, get multiple departments together. One of my favorite things about being a PM is working with my tech lead and my designer. Obviously, you get to work with just about every department, but I have worked with some of the most creative, smartest people, and they're usually always my designers and my tech leads. Um, At Instructure, my designer now is one of like He's a pain in the ass, love him. We would fight all the time about like experiences, but it was because we both cared so much about the experience and he's a big brother I never had. He's awesome, he's amazing, he's a creative genius. Here like working with Lando, working with the tech lead, some of the smartest people ever, and they think of things that I wouldn't. They help me think at a different level. You look at the product differently. Don't do it on your own. (laughs) Like use your entire team and set clear goals for what you want to accomplish. Um, okay, These, I'm gonna give some examples. So this is a, my, one of my first projects that I worked on. It was back, I think like 2014, 2015, so not too long ago. Um, but this is the first beta that I did. Um, my next door neighbor, Um, moved in and she was an amazing designer. Looks kind of shitty up on this screen, but she's a great designer. Um, And she had made these designs for a health tracking app. And when I saw them, I was like, these are really cool. And she was like, yeah, they're cool, but like, I don't know how to build an app. And I was like, well, neither do I, but like we should do it. She was like, why? And I'm like, well, even if it completely bombs, like we would learn so much, like, let's do it. And she was like, okay. So we sat down and we're like, "Well, what do why? Like why should we do this?" And we're like, "Well, most health tracker apps are made for like 10-year-old girls. They have like butterflies all over them. They're freaking ugly and they don't work super well." And so we're like, "Let's make one for like grown-ass women." And so we went about to like build this out. And our focus was like, "Okay, does it even work? Like honestly, like when we're getting it out to put it in the beta, we're like, we just need to see like if it works. We want to see if women would really use it, if it's easy to use, and if it empowers them. Like if they can identify with it, and they're like, hey, like this is actually something that I can identify with as a woman that like I want to have and I will use, and it can really genuinely help me in like tracking my health. So this one's kind of a unique situation as a first mobile app that I did, but it was a blast. Um, it was so much fun. Then you have like team chat which is what I'm working on right now with my team. Our focus with team chat started with internal communication. We're like, we saw that a huge majority of our customers were actually hacking um, one of our other products to communicate internally with their company. So they were like coordinating schedules, sending company announcements and doing all these things but hacking our product to do it and we're like, sweet. They're hacking our product, this could, let's dive into this, let's see what they're doing. And it helped us identify that they needed an internal communication system. So we're like, okay. So we did a bunch of research, decided we wanted to build team chat. Um, and again, like our focus was, okay, like does this help improve efficiency? Does this help their internal communication? And honestly, it's evolved. Like it is, it's only been, we launched what in like April, May? Um, It hasn't been super long, but the product has changed dramatically um, into what it could be for our platform. It started out as internal communication, and now it's about communication within Podium. It's about activity of the platform. It's about automations. It's about notifications. There's so many things that this product is doing just in our full suite of products that is kind of blowing my mind right now and actually keeping me up at night because it's really fun. (laughs) Um, another part of kind of getting started is identifying a beta pool. Um, this can be really different honestly, depending on where you're at as a company, but there's a lot of different type of avenues you can use to identify a pool. Um, with Flow, what we decided to do is we actually decided to build up an Instagram account. It was pretty Instagram was still pretty hot in 2014 and we're like, Okay, like let's build an Instagram account with like really funny gifts, quotes, like funny things about women, and build up a big following, and then we can hold like a contest and be like, hey, if you tag this many people, right, you can be a part of our beta and we'll do like a, a draw at the end of like this month. And it totally worked. I was like, why would people like want to be a part of this? Like they don't know us, like they don't know what this product is. We're like two women like in Utah, <laughs> like building this random app and they, people loved it and it, it just spoke to like human behavior people love to be a part of something they want to build it with you like that's a huge part of a beta is that people want to be a part of the product. They're a part of helping you shape and build the product, which is just rad. And people loved it. Like we did, like we chose all of our winners, um, then we like messaged them all, put them all in this big group, um, sent them out information, gave them all test flight accounts, and they all started using the app. And we just kept in touch with them as they were using it for the next like couple months. And it was amazing, because it was all these people that like opted in. They were like, hey, we totally want to be a part of this. And gave us amazing feedback because they wanted the app. And then once we launched, we now had a pool of people to go to that would advertise the app for us because they loved it. So this was like one avenue um, that worked really well, just probably honestly because of the time and the type of product it was. Um, Okay, so during the beta. During the beta, there's obviously going to be a lot going on. So let's kind of hit on a couple points. One, this is really key. Once you get started, you've identified your pool of customers. What do you do next? It's like, hey, we have all these people that are gonna be a part of it. You need to set expectations with them. Um, For team chat, we did kind of like a kickoff call. Um, and so we sat down honestly, and we got on the phone with every single customer that was going to be in the beta, and it was pretty rigorous. We were pretty wiped after like those couple weeks um, of doing like these calls over and over. But like I think it was one of the best things we did, honestly, um, because we got on the phone. It was like, hey, we are so excited for you to be a part of this. That's something that like is key. Like your customers. Tell them thanks. Be like, hey, we're so excited for you to be a part of this with us. You're helping us shape the product. Like, we appreciate you being a part of this. Like, you're genuinely gonna help shape like a podium product. Like, thanks. It got them excited about it. People wanna be a part of something and they wanted to be a part of the development and the growth of what we are doing here. Because we have a lot of customers that were already on other products. They were like, yeah, we wanna see what you guys are doing next. We're like, sweet, you can help us build it. They're like, cool. Like, get people excited about it. Tell them, like, your why. Like, on the call, we were like, hey, this is what we're trying to accomplish with Team Chat. This is what we think it is. We don't know if that's true, but, like, here's what we want to try to do. And then it gave them context. They were like, oh, cool. Okay, sweet. Yeah, we'll use this with our team. We'll get this rolled out. We'd love to help you. And it became kind of like this partnership, this relationship um, with our beta customers, which was really fun. Um, Let's see. So, the other thing too is because it's now that partnership of doing that call with them, tell them you expect feedback. It is okay to be blunt. People would rather you be blunt. Um, And so, on the call, honestly, we were just like, hey, we're so excited for you to be a part of this. We appreciate your help. But also, here's what we expect from you being in the beta. And they were like, okay. And it kind of set this tone where like, we expect feedback from you. Like we're gonna do weekly calls with you. We'll be sending you surveys. We'll be sending you questionnaires. We're gonna be doing a ton of things in the beta and we expect your feedback. If we're gonna give you this product for free to use, we expect you to give feedback on it. Um, And so it was this nice like balanced relationship of getting information that we needed so that we could learn in the beta. Also, Just say it that it will be buggy. So many times going into a beta, people don't know what a beta is. Um, They don't get it. Um, So we set very clear expectations of like, hey, this will be buggy. It will be clunky. You will run into bugs as you do. Please like message them over to me. Um, We want to hear about them. We appreciate when you find them. You're not going to upset us to send them to us, but please know you will hit bugs. People are a lot more lenient um, when they know what to expect. So just say it just be like hey this is our mvp it's a beta it's going to be a little clunky but like we know that so please send over all the info that you have during the beta gather all the information you have you know we just talked about like you're going to set up like a call with them or you're going to do surveys however you want to get feedback but make sure you're gathering all of that document everything you can you want to know everything about this beta, about the product, how they're using it. Put it all in a central place, however you want to do that so that you can analyze it and look at patterns. It's like, hey, are all these users doing the same thing? Are they all running into the same block and then falling off? Are they hitting the same bug? Have we resolved this? Do we need to tweak this feature? Do we need to change this flow? Like document everything. Um, That was something that I really liked that we did. We basically on every call, that we had every week, we just had like a customer sheet and it was like, okay, for Van Horn Auto, here we go. Here's this week's call, next week, next week, next week. And at the end, it was like, here's all the things that Van Horn helped us identify and learn and how they shaped the product. Um, And it was awesome. It was so great. We're like, oh my gosh, like this customer just helped us learn all of this stuff. And that's just one. We have all these customers that are teaching us so much about how we can improve the product. This is kind of unique. Um, This one's from the brilliant designer that I I get to work with um, that he brought up is do things that may not scale. And I'd forgotten that with Team Chat specifically, um, we were doing a lot of like hacky things to learn. And what we did um, in Team Chat is we actually created a user that we called Podium. And we would send messages to the companies, to the users at the companies through this Podium user. And so we tried different things. So like one of them was like, "Hey, you know, here's how many messages you've sent in the past little while." Um, we did another message around like features. It's like, "Hey, we just released this feature in the beta. Go check it out." Um, we sent them like a one-sheeter on all the features about the product. Um, but we kind of like hacked our own product to message them. But it was super manual, right? Like we manually were sending messages to all of these users. It's not scalable in any way. Um, but every time we did that and we sent out these messages, we saw a huge spike in activity. We were like, huh. And now, like, it's something that we're further exploring of like, should we build some type of like, bot or information system within the product that's messaging a user to like, onboard them for the first couple weeks. It's like, hey, like, welcome to team chat, here's what it is and then on day two, it's like, hey, did you know you could do this in team chat? Day five, hey, try this feature out. It can help you with this. Day seven, so it's kind of walking them through and pretty soon by the end of two weeks, they're now addicted to the product. We don't have to handhold them anymore and they are now an active user. So there's things that may not scale in a beta, but it can help you identify things that you could do to make your product better. Don't be afraid to take risks because that's the whole point. You have a small pool of customers, your risk is pretty low. Like that's what you want. You have this small pool. Try a ton of stuff. Some of it may like fall. Some of it may be great, and some of it may blow your mind. Like just try stuff. You have nothing to lose. Ship features during the beta. Um, this is a huge one, mainly because you can keep building as you're doing a beta, and then your customers will see that you're doing that. All these people that are on the platform be like, oh wow, like. We're using this, they're shipping stuff to it, and now you can validate the features you're shipping too. So it's this constant cycle of information and learning. Like, okay, we have the platform going, people are on it, we shipped a feature, they're now using that feature, they're giving us feedback on the feature, let's tweak this about it, let's ship it, and you get into this awesome cycle of learning. Keep shipping in the beta. Um, that can be difficult depending on what type of environment you're in. At Podium, we're constantly shipping. Um, we don't have a lot of red tape here, which is one of the things I love about Podium. Um, and so honestly, like we are shipping every day. Um, features, we scope them down as tiny as we can so that we can ship and learn as fast as we can. Um, that's something I would just recommend in general, um, to ship things in as small buckets as you can as fast as you can so you can learn. Last part, wrapping up your beta. The biggest thing honestly, like I just kind of have one big thing around this is, compile all those learnings, analyze them, sit down like with your team after and be like, hey, we just wrapped up this beta, like we learned so much, what did everybody else learn? Like what are kind of your top three of things that you feel like came out of the beta? And it's such a cool exercise to do because it's like, oh wow, I feel like this was like huge. And somebody else is like, oh, well, I thought this was the biggest part. And so then you can brainstorm and look at all the information that you have and set like an action plan of like, okay, here's all the information from all the customers. Here's all of our insights. Here's everything that we learned. What should we do next? What features should we build? Should we change priority of these features based on what they were doing? Should we throw this feature out? Should we continue with this product? Like sometimes that can be really hard. I, I built another mobile app um, that was actually around review, attribu- review attribution, which is really interesting because now I work at Podium and we do reviews. And it was awesome. Like it was so great to build and it was a really cool like experience, but like it's dead. Like it was a kind of a failure, honestly. Like it was really cool to build. It was a great discovery. I learned a ton building the app, but like it's not out there like nobody's using it. And it was really eye-opening just like, it was a beta that was like, this isn't something that's going to catch on with what we're doing. It could catch on in other types of products, but we shouldn't keep going with this. And so we all decided, hey, this could be something one day, but like right now this isn't catching on, we shouldn't keep investing in it. And we set it aside. I don't regret it, honestly. I think it was awesome. We learned a ton. And like the awesome founder that I worked with, I worked with him at another company he's working on another project, and we 're doing something else. like keep learning it doesn't matter. Just constantly be learning um, and that 's really what this could be of like what do we need to change? What are the new goals for the product? How can we keep evolving as a company so that we 're continuing to solve problems? so we 're continuing to help customers. This is about your customer base. this is about identifying a market it's about solving problems. And that's exactly like what this can do. The biggest thing I would say is yeah, just keep learning continually going through that loop of learning throughout the beta um, and it will help you so much as you're building products. That's it. Thanks.